Hey, do you constantly struggle with marketing? Well, let me help you take some load off your shoulders. Using Clinic Gym Connect, our new software product, we can help you market to clients in an easy way. And that is, why not just hit up reactivating your old patients? See, these are people that already know you, like you, and trust you and want to come in. And if you just reach out many times, they will say like, I'm so glad you called. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. Just listen to two of our users, Dr. Carsonani from Capital Sports Medicine and his office manager, Mark, talk about this very concept. One of the things that I really measured has been my past patient reactivations. And it's easy to rattle off anywhere between five and 10 past patient reactivations in a week. Then you don't need to market nearly as much. We saw an impact almost right off the bat. I've gotten more than a few where it's like, oh, I'm so glad you called. Like, I saw your text, sorry to reach back out, but it turns out this weekend I went hiking, I went golfing, I did this, I did that, and I tweaked my hip, leg, arm. And it's such a coincidence you reached out. Like, I need to come in. Thanks so much for reaching out. And the first time I was like, all right, that was a coincidence. And then it started happening two and three and four times. And I was like, all right, so sometimes you're putting yourself in a position to be lucky with this. That makes things a whole lot easier, right? When you're just working with clients who have already been into your office. Why struggle with marketing to new people when you've got a ton of money sitting there in your EHR of patients that have already come in? And just like Mark said, it's super easy and people appreciate it so much. To do this, just check out clinicgymconnect.com. Again, that's clinicgymconnect.com. Or hit me up, email me, hit me up on Facebook, whatever it takes. I want to get you set up. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist that believes in exercise, wants to make some money, and wants to provide the absolute best care for your patients? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio, where we talk about the Clinic Gym hybrid model, which is combining the best parts of healthcare with active care and fantastic exercise programs to get patients the best care they can while helping you make more money in this game. This is Clinic Gym Radio, and I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm excited for you to be here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, as usual, coming at you live all the way from beautiful, sunny, and today a bit windy, Henderson, Nevada, just on the outskirts of the greatest entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas. So uh, today I wanted to talk all about the power of workshops. And I think if we talk about the 12 fundamentals of the Clinic Gym hybrid setup, Workshops are a fundamental piece of that. Workshops can play a lot of different roles. However, I think that they're worthy of conversation and talking about it. And I think it is definitely worth the time and money to invest in making sure that you are a great public speaker because workshops are so powerful to fill up your clinic and your gym. So if you're already intimidated, I apologize. There's great resources out there. But hear me out, uh, listen to what I'm saying about workshops, and you will be surprised at how effective they are for your clinic and gym. So today I want to talk about um, the four reasons you might put on workshops. Okay, now there might be more than these reasons, but as I look at all the different workshops people put on, they kind of fall into four different buckets. Number one, workshops to sell, meaning you're trying to get people into your clinic or people into your gym. All right. Uh, next one, workshops to educate. And I would say that these end up with some sales. And uh, I'm, if you get a chance, listen to Justin Rabinowitz. He has some really good tips on workshops. But sometimes you want to do some educational workshops and, or you're offering to people who are already members of your gym. 
So there's really no sales pressure on it, but you definitely want to have some workshops to educate. Third one is, and I think this one gets overlooked way too often, is workshops for recruiting talent. Okay, so workshops for recruiting talent. And I think uh, this is a special place that I think having a clinic gym hybrid really lends itself to having some reasons to do workshops. I'll talk about that. And then finally, workshops for referrals. Although you could say this is an educational workshop or workshop to sell, I think there's some special considerations we want to do when you're trying to educate a group of people to get referrals from them. All right. So these may have some overlap, but let's start talking about them. First up, workshops to sell. I think anytime that you are going to launch a new program in your gym or new program at your clinic, maybe you're starting a weight loss program or you're doing functional med or you want to start selling supplements, workshop, a series of workshops is the absolute best way to kick that sucker off. So a trick that I've used in the past is once you've decided you're going to launch a new program, then look at your calendar and block out, I think, some evenings or later in the day for uh, a certain day of the week for like three or four weeks. So for example, I was trying to launch a junior sports program, a junior training program for a while. So we did presentations every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for three straight weeks. And we just, people could uh, come in and we would give this hour-long presentation. The, the reason that that's so effective is you want to ask people as they're coming through the clinic, hey, uh, do you have any junior athletes? Uh, yeah, I do. Cool. Uh, we're doing a great presentation this Wednesday at 6 p.m. Do you think you can come? I'd love you to sit down and listen. And what you're trying to do is most of the time people say, oh, I'm busy or I don't have enough time or uh, that's a tough night for me. But if you offer it for three weeks in a row, it gives you like, hey, I know you couldn't come to the last two. Can you come to this one? And it starts creating this kind of like pressure on it. And a couple other things happen. Number one, you'll be super amazed at um, how much better you get at your presentation the second or third time you do it. And number, uh, the other thing is, you know, you get those pictures you can put on social media, you get little recordings to put up, post on Instagram, um, and people start asking some really good questions. And my experience is people want to connect people they know with your message. So even if they sit through it and go, yeah, I don't really have kids that would fit into this, or, you know, we're too busy to do this. Every single workshop I did in that sense, they said, but I know you need to talk to blank. I know you need to talk to coach. I remember some two people mentioned coach, coach Gray. Uh, and it turns out he was a local baseball coach that they wanted me to connect with. Um, and they're willing to set up those relationships. So I, I did meet and it was a good relationship to meet up. But I was just surprised when two, maybe three people came back and said, you got to meet with this guy. So Offering those workshops to sell is fantastic, and it's a really good way to start launching a program or launching a service you're offering. And I think when you get to the point, if you're just a clinic and you're adding a gym, start talking about the gym, have workshops about why you're adding exercise, educate everybody, and tell them some of the things that you're setting up. I can't go, I can't tell you how effective this is, and a lot of people avoid it. They think like, oh, I'm going to wait till the gym's totally done to involve my patients. Forget that. We had, I remember we got a big stack of, of, you know, horse stall mats that we were going to use as our flooring and those things reeked of rubber. And so we asked a bunch of, of our patients, Hey, would you help us move these mats and clean them? And, uh, one of our patients was like, yeah, you can use my, my backyard. It's paved. You know, you can lay all those mats out. And on a Saturday morning, we had a bunch of people show up. We loaded the mats onto trailers and there's like 50 of them or so. There's a lot of mats, took them over to this patient's house. And there's probably 
I can't remember, 15 or 20 people that helped us clean them, flip them over, rinse them off, lay them out in the sun, flip them over. And all of those 15 or 20 people became like long-term members of our gym because they were part of the build. So I wouldn't just wait till it's done to help people. Give hard hat tours. That's a very common thing in commercial real estate. They give what's called a hard hat tour, meaning it's still under construction and everybody needs to wear a hard hat to walk through the space. But you want to do that to make sure that everybody feels like they're a part of this build. Maybe it's unboxing equipment and whatnot, uh, but you know everybody, when they feel like they're part of it, it's a big deal. So I'm a little off topic, but let me go back. So setting up workshops to sell anytime you're doing a new program. Now, one, a couple tips that I've learned with this. Number one, the easiest way to put together your presentation, if you're going to use slides or even just talking, you don't even need a slide deck, just talk about it if people are in front of you, is to use what I've uh, heard referred to as the tree of three. The tree of three. So if you think about it, you want to have three main subjects. And below each of those three main subjects, you have three talking points, right? And then you wrap that all together. So you're going to start out saying, here's what we're going to cover today. Bang, bang, bang. And uh, then you say, so let's get started. Point number one, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now, let me illustrate that. Sub point one, sub point two, sub point three. All right, are we good? Any questions about that? Great. Now let's move on to point number two. Sub point one, sub point two, sub point three. All right, any questions? No? Fantastic. You guys are really smart. Not, you're much smarter than the last crowd. All right, sub, uh, you know, big idea number three. So a way to think about this is if you want a little exercise, I've done this before. Imagine you're going to talk to somebody about why you love Christmas, right? Like, hey, I love Christmas and here's why. And so on post-it notes, you, you just write down one big word on a post-it note or one phrase on the post-it note and start sticking it on the wall about the subject, in this case, why you love Christmas. So, you know, you're going to have everything, Christmas cookies, giving gifts, receiving gifts, wrapping paper, staying up the night before, seeing the smile on my kids' faces. Um, I remember my bike, or I got a puppy for Christmas. I love going to my in-law's house, or, you know, we spend every Christmas in Hawaii, and blah, 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 blah. After I put up all those post notes, I might notice that one of the groupings is all about food at Christmas. And so what is it about food? Subpoint one is the big meal at my sister's house. Sub point two is making Christmas cookies with the family. Sub point three is, um, you know, smoking a turkey, right? Those are my three big memories from Christmas or why I love Christmas. Then big idea. So big idea number one was the food of Christmas. Big idea number two is gifts. And what really matters to me uh, number sub point number one, I love seeing the faces on my kids when I give them a really good gift. Sub point number two, uh, my sister and I always go shopping for gifts in the week before Christmas and it's our time to connect. Sub point number three is uh, I love staying up late and wrapping the night before Christmas, blah, blah, blah. That all has to do with gifts. And then you would have a third big idea. So we have food, we have gifts. Third idea is church, right? And you could say sub point one is getting dressed up to go to church. Sub point two is it's the only time we go to midnight mass. Sub point three is I love the church hymns we sing uh, at church, right? So those are your three sub points. All right, now you have a tree of three. Three ideas with three branches underneath each one. Super easy way to put together a presentation. Anyways, so you want to think about what are your three big ideas in selling or whatever. Along with that, one thing I've learned along the way is you want to have what's referred to as a call to action. What is the single thing you want people to do at the end of your presentation? you got to clearly state it, and it's not 
the worst plan is to wait till the very end of the presentation to um, present this call to action. A better plan is halfway through, two th- or about a third of the way through, two-thirds of the way through, and at the end. So if you want them to sign up for a pre-sale about memberships, it's great to say after the first, you do your tree of three, after the first main point, you can finish with. And that's why we're offering, you'll hear me talk later about a special membership we're offering uh, in our gym. All right, let me move on to point two, right? And then you go through point two. And at the end of point two, you say, and once again, we're going to throw up a special offer here at the end of this presentation. Before I do that, let me cover point three, blah, 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 bang. And then you hit them with the call to action or the thing you are trying to sell. So sign up for our six-week weight loss challenge now. Um, You know, register for this extra training program class. Boom. Upgrade your membership to include personal training one to two days a week because it's so much more effective. All you have to do is sign this. We'll pass out the the sheet. Sign up now. You want to have a clear call to action and you have only one thing you offer. Don't try and get them to do four different things. Just one, okay? So in this case of selling, the call to action is buy. (laughs) It's buy this thing. Buy a sign up for our program, pay us money, put down a deposit, something like that. Something that is a act of buying, okay? And that's Again, I've said this before, but that's our patients or our clients' way of committing to us. If they're convinced that your program is the best, they want to commit to you. The way they demonstrate that is by giving you money. The way we demonstrate that is by giving them service. So make sure you allow them to commit to it. All right, so that's um, workshops to sell. Next up is workshops to educate. Now, there's a lot of the similarities here, but I would just say that it's really good to set up, especially if you have a high-end membership um, in your gym, set up some workshops to educate, and education often learns to leads to buyers, but I think it's a really good place to just establish you as a local expert. So for me, I love working with golfers, so I might educate uh, people on, let me think of what I've done. Well, driving women's workshop, I brought that up a thousand times, but the three things holding back most women from hitting the golf ball further. Huge hit, best workshop I've ever done, uh, sold it out multiple times, we did sell at the end of that, but I think if you were doing it as a, um, you know, sometimes you get asked to present on behalf of a group. So like a country club, I'm not going to sell my services to that country club right away. I just want them to, I want to borrow their credibility to establish myself as an expert, at least in the first, maybe second presentation that I do. And then by the third, I can actively sell. But early on, we want to just present and say, hey, here's some education, And if you really want to score points, at the end, the call to action is, so go sign up for a lesson with the golf instructors. Or so schedule with Dr. So-and-so, who was nice enough to bring me in tonight. Right? Those things go a long way. There's a lot of reasons to educate. That's also a good thing to do. If you do any like six-week challenges and you want to educate about hydration or a very popular one we did was we host this a couple times uh, for women finding the right sports bra. I think that's a, a... you know, Lululemon was willing to come out and do what they call a trunk show, but we put together some education around that. Just things to look for was hugely popular. Um, so just having those those workshops and education makes people feel like you are providing more service. And I always say, what is the number one thing we sell in a clinic gym hybrid? Expertise. All right, expertise. And one of the ways you can always establish expertise is get on the stage in the front of the room, right? So in your, if you already have a gym, like why not use it as a, as a classroom every once in a while and just establish you or establish your other trainers as experts and therefore 
they're experts and therefore they should get paid more, aka it's okay to pay a high premium for those uh, classes. All right. Next up is the one that I think it's overlooked the most, which is workshops for recruiting, okay? So in this case, like if you're building up a clinic gym hybrid, you will at some point run into the problem with talent acquisition. Everybody does, and it's a good problem to have. It means you have more, you need more help than you have, than you currently have. And that's okay. You want to be there because it means you have clients coming in, you've sold a lot of programs and everything. Well, the easiest way to quickly hire people is to already be familiar with the people you want to hire. This is tough to do, but I would say that if I were building a clinic gym hybrid again now, I would start by offering some workshops to people who are potential trainers. I'm not hiring right now. What I want to do is put together a workshop that will bring the right people out of the woodwork so that they show themselves and I capture their name and phone number, maybe email address, so that I can start the conversation when I'm ready. Essentially, you're assembling a bench of very uh, good players. So how do you do this? I think the easiest way is put together some sort of of, um, education that serves that group and have it about some subject that will filter out the dipshits you don't want to deal with. Excuse my language, but they're there. So here's a common one that I've used. How to, uh, how personal trainers can work with clients with low back pain. Okay. So if you are a trainer and I've had these people say like, yeah, none of my clients have low back pain. Okay. You're an idiot. Like you, (laughs) the, the stats just say that at least 50% of them have low back pain. You're just too dumb to ask or find out or see it. And you just keep pushing people through. It's so ubiquitous that it's ridiculous. If you don't think there's anybody with low back pain on the flip side, who would show up to a, um, a class called how to train, uh, people with low back pain? Well, probably the person that's going to show up is somebody that's interested in getting better and realizes that their patient, their clients have low back pain and realizes what an impact it makes in their business, like people cancel sessions, et cetera, and they want to solve it, right? Well, if that's the filter, those are perfect people for you to have on your list when you want to hire, right? Somebody that realizes back pain's an issue, somebody that realizes they're probably solution, and somebody that, uh, you know, is constantly striving to get better. Sounds like a perfect hiring candidate. So why put on the, um, why put on the workshop? Well, one of the things you want to do, and I got burned by this, so I know, I actually wrote the story of, I think it's in the book, this trainer, Tom, he was the most pompous a-hole I've ever dealt with in my life. Anyways, um, what the workshop allows you to do is if put it on for about, you want it to be about two hours long, teaching them different skills or something that they can do to work with people who have low back pain. It's even better if you work to get the NSCA credits or ACSM credits or ACE credits so that they can continue to get their continuing education credits for their training cert. People will love that, okay? And, you know, it's usually pretty easy to do that, especially if you're in a smaller state. So like here in Nevada, I call the director and say, hey, I just want to get, uh, in the past, I've just called the director. I want to get the certified. I fill out the form, send the outline, boom, it's approved, like 30-day process, super easy. There's a fee. I just cover the fee because I just want to have this, this room full of people, right? So anyways, you bring them in, educate them. And then in that two hours, it's really smart if you're there. And it's even smarter if you have your office manager, your husband, wife, 
um, one of your other employees in the room as well, working with these people, and they will be quickly able to tell you at the end of it, like, she's awesome, he's awesome, she was okay, that dude was a total prick. Now, this guy Tom was, on paper, this trainer was the best trainer I've ever seen in my life. His, his resume was stacked, and he was the worst person to deal with ever. Like, he was so condescending, he was such a know-it-all, his Training modalities were okay, but he was convinced he was God's gift to that room. So I was super happy that we realized, hey, on paper, this dude looks like a great candidate, but in practice, this guy's horrible. I would never let him around patients, especially patients in pain. He would just rub them the wrong way. Well, in doing so, we found a couple really good candidates in these classes uh, that we wouldn't otherwise have known about. So I think it's always good to put on a workshop with the goal of building up your bench of talent. So for recruiting. It's not recruiting hardcore, but you put on the workshop, collect name, email, and address, or yeah, email address and phone number. If you're actively looking for people, put together the class, run it about halfway through, so about the one hour mark. Say, hey guys, by the way, we're building this gym. Uh, we're going to be opening in you know sixty days. If any of you are interested in applying, please let me know. And you always want to phrase it as we're taking applications. You never want to say we're hiring today. Because if you take applications, you can kindly say no to people who maybe are super excited, but you don't really want them to be part of your team, right? So, oh, we're taking applications. And then later you can tell them, sorry, you didn't make it through. So anyways, um, but that's really good to do. And you'll be surprised at who says yes and who says no. If you continue this tradition every quarter or every six months, you're putting on one of these workshops, you'll be able to kind of figure out the talent in your local area and understand it, see it, look at it, and... Um, you know, you'll you'll have a great list of um, of the best people in town, right? So <clears throat> that is workshops for recruiting. Finally, workshops for referral. Now, this could be workshops to sell, but I'll say it differently: workshops for referral. This, I think, kind of falls somewhere between selling and education, but I've done this in two different ways. Number one, I've done a lot of workshops, so I had my clinic gym. And I would go out and educate CrossFit coaches mostly so that I could get their clients, their gym clients, in as patients. I never wanted to poach them and make them members of my gym. But <clears throat> I think it's very, I want to talk about this because there's some details that I think are worth covering. Number one, if you are trying to get referrals, you want to pose yourself as an expert while simultaneously honoring the expertise of those in the room, okay? So I think this really comes up when you're working with other people. But for example, if I was educating CrossFit coaches, I want to acknowledge the fact that they understand human movement, they're looking at people, they're coaching, they might be fantastic, but never lose sight of the fact that I think I'm an expert at human movement and therefore I want to shed some light on some things. You know, it doesn't have to come off rude or condescending, but I think you can provide a lot of information. So for example, one of the most common ones I did was uh, fixing the squat. In, uh, I can't remember what his title. It was like fixing your client's squat and what to do if they have pain. And the reason I did that was I noticed that so many people were, um, you know, couldn't get into a low squat or were trying to overhead squats or were dumping the weight forward and couldn't get into wall balls. They were for, And the core of it was, most of the patients coming in, I would find a huge raging dorsiflexion restriction that I'd fix and they'd be blown away. 
But when they went back to the coaches, the coaches were working on like, uh, you know, lacrosse ball to the glutes and, you know, doing a lot of like flossing of the quads and everything. I'm like, that's great, but that's not going to get them into a deeper squat, right? I had another guy, his dorsiflexion was like five degrees and he was doing all the shoulder mobility because he was uh, convinced that the reason he couldn't overhead squat was because his shoulders were like not flexible enough. And I was like, no, dude, it's like in this downhill skier position you're in because you have no dorsiflexion, no one could hold an overhead squat, right? So I think it's good. So I, I did this thing about squats and I would just tell him like, hey, if you're struggling, let's just break it down. Like, can they bend their knees in another position? Can they bend their knees fully? You know, okay, great. Can they flex their hips fully? Okay, great. Can they show you that they can bend their ankles fully? And it's like, like I'm like, yeah, you're going to catch a lot of people here. Like 50 to 70% of your clients that are limited in squat will probably be limited here. So here's some things you can do. So I clearly did that. I had a handout of, thing, of things to go down. And I'm trying to empower them, the trainers, with three or four ideas of try this, try this, try this. And I use that to my advantage. Number one, I'm giving them tools to be successful, right? I want them to feel like I'm helping them be more successful. And at the end of the fourth tool, I say, now, if you're at this point and things haven't improved, that's the perfect time to refer to me. So I want to clearly state in those workshops, here's the perfect time to refer to me. Or here's the perfect patient to send to me. I want to set them up rather than just letting them guess. And so I have a clear line, literally a cut line, that says, if you can't go past this point, send them to Dr. Josh. That's me, right? Send them to me. But I want to make sure I'm also giving them plenty of things to do because I always hate it when people come like present and they're like, yeah, you need to send to me for X, Y, and Z. Like, okay, but what can I do beforehand? So I remember this doctor came in that was like peddling um, uh, stem cell injections and he kept saying all the things that he would, you know, uh, all the patients he could take. And I was like, great. You got any tips for me of how do I figure out like who's good to send to you and not? And he's like, yeah, you can send anybody to me. I was like, what? Like, uh, like you're phrasing it like you're doing me a favor. I'm like, that's dumb, you know? So anyways, uh, I just remember that. And so I said, I'm always going to provide value to the trainers that come through my, my workshops. So anyways, if you reach out to different CrossFit gyms and local gyms, they're usually super excited for you to present to their training core. And look, man, a lot of these these places will have like 10 coaches. And I look at, man, if you really wow them, that's 10 referral sources, right? Now I'd follow up, make sure each one of them, you know, offer them some free treatment or say, if you ever have an issue, come on in, I'll take care of you, whatever, build those relationships. But I think it starts with provide them value, provide them education, and then make a clear line. Boom, this is where you should refer them to me. Not everybody, but I'm just saying if it gets gets to this point, refer them to me, right? All right, last thing uh, I would say in that referrals one is probably the toughest, which is, I've done this a couple times, hosting other groups like MDs or local sports coaches and whatnot, and using that to kind of uh, do workshops and why you should get referrals. So this is not that different from the coaching one, but it's just a higher pressure situation. You know, invite a bunch of MDs or I've invited local golf pros in. And the one thing I'll say there is um, the CrossFit coaches are totally down to move. I always get a lot more buy-in with the local MDs, uh, golf course operators, swing coaches, all that, if 
you get them out of their chairs and get them moving. So we talk about like the power of the glutes and the golf swing. I give everybody a mini band and I have them do some mini band work until their glutes are on fire. Fantastic. Um, with the MDs, we talk about like, uh, you know, getting people to touch their toes and the association with low back pain. If people can't touch their toes and they have low back pain, what can we do? And then we show them those things. So we do like a, um, I think the FMS single, what is it? The straight leg raise breakout. Or sorry, toe touch series, the FMS toe touch series. And you know, a bunch of them start out not being able to touch the floor. Five minutes later, touching the floor. But you got to do that kinesthetic impact because these people look at so much data all the time on TV screen or handouts or manuals or research papers. Constantly they're reading. Don't get caught in that trap because yours will blend in with everybody else's and you're peeing in the ocean, as I say. Instead, if they're used to auditory learning or they're used to visual learning, go kinesthetic. If they're used to kinesthetic like the CrossFit coaches, give them some uh, visual learning, right? Switch it up on them so they remember it and it's impactful. But you can set up a, quite a few presentations for local uh, groups in your area. Among, among that, the most receptive group of MDs I've ever had, so you know it was only a group of eight of them, but they're all local concierge uh, physicians, so people are paying a high-priced membership to be in there. And we do that kind of, um, we talk about that, you know, what do these people want to do? They want to hike and travel and play golf and tennis. Here's how we can serve them. Uh, why do they have pain? And so we just did a presentation of they have low back pain basically because they can't touch their toes and they're, they have weak glutes. And here's how to fix that, right? I, I know that that diagnostically is not accurate. <laughs> That's not the only reason, but it's, you know, a good kind of Pareto principle, 80-20 rule, right? What I want them to do, and you see this happen, is they we go through all these drills, and about halfway or two-thirds through the way, they're just like, ah, forget it. I'll just send them in here. I'm like, oh, well, huh, okay. You know, and they're going to get that way. So they see you're an expert, they try and do what you're doing, and then at some point they just throw their hands up and say, I'll just send them to you. You've won. Congratulations. Um, one thing I'll say is if you can establish that with an office, a local office, do it regularly. Do it every six months or something rather than just doing it one time, and you'll you'll end up with so many damn referrals, it will blow your mind. So, hope this is useful for you. Uh, if you think this is useful, please go into your podcast host app and give us a rating and review, like five stars. If you think this is five-star content, if you think it's four-star content, give us a four-star review. If you think it's one-star content, you know, admit that you hate your dad. Go give him a hug, and then come back and give me a five-star review. It's totally fine. Uh, obviously comments help even more in those reviews, not just the five-star rating, but leaving a comment would be great. And as always, every month, we're going to select somebody that leaves a great comment or a great review or any review or any comment, uh, doesn't have to be perfect, but we select somebody each month and then send them out a, um, a, a stainless steel tumbler. So it's like a Yeti cup, but, uh, you know, it's this summer, so you can have some cold drinks, uh, some cold snacks in there as they're called in the Midwest. Have a couple, pour a couple cold snacks in there as you're mowing the lawn or spend the day at the beach or whatever. And I'd love to send you one of those if you leave a comment um, and a rating or review on whatever podcast app you're on. Doesn't matter if it's Spotify or Apple Podcast or Zencaster, doesn't matter. Love to have it. I really appreciate you listening. And uh, with that, if you ever have any questions about these workshops, and certainly throw it up in the Facebook group, the 
Clinic Gym Hybrid Discussion Group, or email me, and we'll get you taken care of. Otherwise, go out there, maximize your license, and live the life you dream of. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. We've got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients. 